Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Today the message is about humility, being humble. But you can't talk about humility unless you at least allude to pride. The message of this short film here is that we're full of pride. Pride is interesting because what we think, what we think is a proud person is somebody who looks down on others and touts themselves all of the time. But that's just the extreme case of pride. The normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill pride is in us all. Not only is there but just one who have ever walked this earth, this earth worthy and, and good, so there was only the one who was not full of pride. An old professor of mine in seminary said, all sin, all sin is pride. Let's read Psalm 131. It's in your pew Bible. It's on page 969. A proud man, a king, King David... humbles himself, humbles himself before the Lord. When he wrote this, I'm sure he had in mind all of his shortcomings and all of the times that he disappointed God. Listen and follow along. My heart is not proud, O Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have stilled and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. Well, David was a prideful king, a prideful man. But at this point, when he writes this, he has done something about it. We tell you constantly, we preachers, we preachers of all kinds and all denominations and all statures. We tell you, do not sin. We tell you to love the Lord. We tell you to be faithful. And what we're really saying, what we're really saying is humble yourself before the Lord. It takes action. 
It's not something that's just going to come upon you. It wasn't the Holy Spirit that made David a humble person. It was his love for God. The Holy Spirit kept asking him over and over and over again, will you humble yourself, David? Will you, will you humble yourself? Will you, will you forget your sins? Will you come to me? Will you trust me? That's the point about that passage about the weaned child. Many, many people have a problem with that, but you know that an unweaned child is taken care of very close, very constantly. And what happens is that there's a bit of separation in weaning, and the child has to learn to still trust that, that nourishment is coming, and that mom still loves, and that there's still a relationship. And as we go about in the world, we are like weaned children. We're cut off. This, this gathering here on Sunday mornings, this should be our greatest sustenance and our greatest feeling of belonging to the Lord and to one another. And it should fill us with joy and gladness and power and strength to go out into the world. But where does our strength lie? Our strength lies in the Lord. And the only way you can tap that strength, the only way you can feel joy and gladness and togetherness and love is when you humble yourselves before the Lord. I have issues with that. I'll be frank with you. I'd like to think of myself as something I know how to arrange things to get a little glory myself, it's pitiful. It's absolutely pitiful. We wonder, we wonder about the world. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for mentioning bad things in our prayers because sometimes we run away from those kinds of things. We don't want to hear about it. We just want the Lord to take care of it but it's we, it's you and I that need to pray. We need to humble ourselves and pray. Our land is broken. Our world is so broken. And God told us how to remedy it to the degree that he's willing to remedy it he said, when my people humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. It's in the humbling, for you cannot pray. You cannot go to the Lord in truth with a haughty heart. That's what David is saying here in this psalm, in this prayer, in this song. He's saying, I have humbled my heart. It's something we've got something to do with.
there is a story that Jesus told about two men who came into the synagogue. Luke records this story. Two men came into the synagogue to pray. One went right down front and stood up in front of the altar. One, a tax collector, came to the back door and just just barely inside, for he felt so unworthy. There was probably fear and doubt in his mind, but he came anyway for the drastic need that was in his heart and mind, and he prayed to the Lord, and he beat his chest, and he asked for forgiveness. The guy down front was a Pharisee, a man who lived out the law every day of his life. The whole point of being a Pharisee was to live out the law in front of everybody as an example. And he knew the other guy was there and prayed to God, I'm thankful that I am not like that guy. Jesus said, one left there that day with a blessing. One healed the relationship between him and Jesus Christ. And it was the tax collector, the one who humbled himself, the one who gave up control, maybe for a moment, but just gave up control and said, Jesus, you're the only way. You're my only hope. That person was blessed and left having been forgiven. We don't think we're prideful. We don't think that we're that kind of Pharisaic individual who looks down on others. But you saw the little little motion picture up here. We do those things. I'm awful when I'm driving. If somebody cuts me out, it isn't my wave that they're getting. When I'm frustrated or tired or angry or sick, I can just be the pits to people. Ask Linda. In those ways, we are showing we are prideful because we are serving ourselves. We are treating others badly. Sometimes we treat them badly in little ways, and sometimes we treat them badly in large ways. Regardless of what we do, it's pride. So how do we humble ourselves? Well, the Lord said, humble and pray. Ask the Lord. He's the one that gives it. He's the one that can make us see, really see, for we've got, we've got trouble with our eyes. We don't see Jesus. We don't see Jesus because we're not looking in his direction. This is Jesus' direction. 
But we're living our lives out as though though we don't need to look in Jesus' direction. I know you. I know you mean very well, and you're very loved by the Lord, and you're blessed in many different ways and all of that. But here's what can, you, can happen when you humble a bit more, is that he will pour out on you even more. More trust, more reality to this Christianity, more relationship, more love. And if you don't, And if you don't humble yourselves more, see, I know many of you are humble folks, but you can do better. And if you don't humble more, you might just suffer the wrath of God. Matthew 23 says, whoever exalts himself, this is, this is the voice of Jesus, it's the word of God written down and in spirit, whoever exalts himself will be humbled. It's New Testament stuff, that's not Old Testament, that's Jesus, New Testament, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, he didn't say maybe. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Wouldn't you love the Lord to exalt you more? It's it's human nature. That's what we want. I was looking for exaltation when I went into the military, went into the Navy. I wanted to be... Oh, a soldier, a hero. I wanted to be looked up to. I wanted everything that came with being involved with, with expensive machinery and, and, and what comes in terms of feelings from others when you put your life on the line. Oh, I, I wanted that. And when we were first in the military, of course, Linda and I were separated. I went down to San Diego, and she had to stay at home. And I got into it. And we had this tremendously large area, like, oh, I don't know, like 10 football fields, where we did our marching. And I wanted to learn how to march. I wanted to be very good at it. And we would march there every day, all day long, breaking only for something to eat from time to time. And I loved it. I'd look around to see the other, the other groups. We had about 60 in our division, and, and the other groups were all marching. It was just spectacular. Fantastic, all men of renown. You know, men, fighting men, fighting men. 
we were marching one day, and I had my gun over my shoulder, you know, and we were marching along, and all of a sudden, something happened. I was wearing a hat. We all wore these hats. This is one almost exactly like the hat I had. Don't know what happened to the one I actually wore in the Navy. This one was given to me by my daughter and my son-in-law, you know, the one that's in the Marines. And I love this hat. It says Navy on it. And I had Alyssa Gorsman put some things on it. I had USS Enterprise. That was the ship I served on. And in the back it says Vietnam Veteran. Love this hat. Well, I was walking along and marching. And all of a sudden, my hat went over my eyes. I thought, well, what in the world? So I pushed it back. We marched along a little more, and all of a sudden, we boop, my hat went over my eyes. I realized that the guy behind me was taking his rifle and pushing the back of my cap like that. Now, you can't do that. You are in big trouble if you're caught doing anything you're not supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be doing this, right? And it kept happening, and I was so worried. You know, I would, I would, I would, as soon as I knew where the company commander was, I'd tell him, stop it, you know, marching along. But it kept happening. So at one point, I turned around and I flipped his hat off. Now, there were thousands of men on that parade grounds, thousands of men on what we called the grinder. My company commander was way up front of the company and all that, and I knew he didn't see anything, but way, way far away, the other side of the grinder, that company commander saw it. And he stopped his company, and he marched his little self over to where our company was and talked to my company commander, and he said, halt, pray and rest, you know? And then they came around to me. And I'm standing there like this, and he goes, that guy right there. So they pulled me out of the company. Now, I would have gladly taken a beating. And they did sometimes back in the 60s. They didn't pull any punches back then. But my company commander was a good guy, and he knew how to handle men. So he made me go to the back of the company, and I had to follow, not marching, but just walking, I had to follow the company, throw my hat in the air, and go, ha, 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 and then get down on my hands and knees and push it with my nose. And I had to do that all day. I was humiliated. 
I was humiliated. You, I would have been better off taking a beating because I would have said, you know, well then, they hit me here and they hit me there and all that kind of stuff. How much better? This is where that illustration tweaks just a little bit because I deserve that, of course, and we deserve what comes our way. But how much better to humble ourselves? How much better is it to do the right thing and to love one another and treat people no matter, no matter what the circumstance, no matter where we are, in here, out there, doesn't matter. What if we looked like Jesus to other people so that the Matthew passage doesn't apply to us? except for the last part, they who humble themselves shall be exalted. What if we had to look forward to exaltation rather than humility? Wouldn't that be better? Wouldn't it be better if the guy in the film had said, thank you, you're doing a great job to the girl behind the counter in the laundry place? Wouldn't it have been better if he'd have stopped and helped the old guy out on the road and whatever he could do, offer his cell phone, whatever? Wouldn't it have been better if he spent a little more time with his son right at that moment? But all he was thinking about, all he was thinking about was his award and how he deserved that award how he worked so hard, you know, like us, how he worked so hard all of his life for that reward. My heart is not proud, O Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. O oh, TCC, put your hope in the Lord both now and forevermore. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Bless your holy name. There is none like you. You are holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Heaven and earth are filled with your glory, and we, we are the product of your hands. Let us look to you for all of our good things, for all of our good things. Let us look to you in times of trouble. Let us look to you in times of greatness. Let us give you the glory. Extol your name and humble ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.